I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you can join us for yet another episode. I honestly, I'm, I've been looking forward to talking about this. I think this is something that I've talked about when if I had guests on, I've talked about in general, but I thought it was time that I finally did an episode about this. Of course, as always, we're not going to get right into the episode. We're going to catch up because we are friends here and I want to know how you're doing, how you're feeling. I want to tell you how I'm doing, how I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. I'm super excited. I'm doing something super spontaneous this upcoming weekend. If you don't follow me on Instagram or TikTok, make sure you follow me there because I will be documenting all of the funness. Um, I think this is probably one of the most spontaneous things I've ever done in my life, besides like my solo trip to Europe back in 2019. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited and I'm so excited to share this with all of you. Um, going to take you along for most steps of the way and it's going to be a fun time. More and more people are finding out now. I'm being more open about it, but I'm keeping it a surprise for y'all. But um, if you're not listening to this episode in real time, then, you know, I'll probably post an Insta story highlight or something of that nature. Also, I just want to talk about a couple things because I'm super excited about these things. These aren't things that I'm personally doing, but these are things that other people are doing. And it just, I don't know, I'm just beaming. Billie Eilish, blonde Billie Eilish. Oh my goodness. She just released a song 
um, from her new album and I've been listening to it. It has the greatest, I feel like almost it, it's almost fall vibes, but like it works cause it's Billie Eilish and it is so good. Taylor Swift is supposed to be releasing new music soon. Olivia Rodrigo. We are going to take a hot second and talk about this. So fun fact, I actually have a person who I was, you know, I would say friendly with. I don't know if I would necessarily say, oh, we are friends because I'm not trying to like use anyone for clout. But um, a, a buddy of mine from high school was in High School Musical, the series, alongside Olivia Rodrigo. And I just think that's so cool. I don't know. She... It's not that she was no one. Like, I mean, she had her one song blow up on TikTok last year. And I remember just like, I wasn't even going through a breakup, but I felt like I was going through a breakup listening to that song. And um, then she, of course, released Driver's License earlier this year, which was absolutely amazing. I love that song still to this day. Um, I think, you know, she loves Taylor Swift. I just watched her... Um, song association on l and she sang mostly taylor swift songs which i'm not surprised about but she honestly gives me that that vibe if taylor wasn't in country music when she first hit the scene this is what she would have been and i love this and i love her and i think that it is really an impressive journey to see her like grow over the past year and see her grow as an artist um driver's license was amazing but the song i really want to talk about just like quickly and briefly is deja vu i love that song and i have listened to it over and over and over it's insane i just i don't know why i felt so compelled to just talk about it but it is such a good song songwriting abilities at her age is amazing to be able to you know convey those feelings and emotions like you know i was 17 once we all were and i i imagine most of my audience is above 17 and it's so interesting to think what i was doing at 17 i was just you know thinking about graduating call um, high school and just trying to enjoy my senior year meanwhile she has this entire career and it's amazing and it's unlike any i feel like the new modern disney channel stars their transition into adulthood and into the non-disney realm is a lot easier than it used to be. Like, for example, when you think about Miley Cyrus and everything that happened around her, like if this was like a celebrity-centered show where I talked about like celebrity meltdowns or, you know, celebrity transitions, a whole, whole episode on Miley Cyrus could be done. But that's not what this podcast is about. But it's one of the things that she really had to break out of that child mold um, in order to like, you know, really embrace herself as an adult and all of this jazz. Um, and I feel like for these stars nowadays, like Olivia O'Brien, she's, I'm pretty sure she was a Disney star before she like put out like really good music, even Sabrina Carpenter. Um, I think it's just one of those things that these Disney stars or former Disney stars are having a lot easier of a time debuting their music and being more risque outside of the Disney shows that they star in. Because, I mean, Miss Olivia Rodrigo, she is, you know, using some colorful language on these songs, and I love it. I'm so here for it because it's a song that I would actually, like, sing, and I would sing – I sing that song with my chest. I love Deja Vu. Um So I just wanted to talk about that. That's just some new music that I'm super excited for. 
also from a TikTok drama perspective, I hope that everyone has been watching that stupid uh, trend. It's like, Ayo, the person who sent you this, like, I have been watching those videos day in and day out. That is what my entire For You page looks like. And then also that RIP, that, hey, you know, that trend. But honestly, if you haven't, if you want a good laugh, watch the original video and then go to Doja Cat's page and watch her remake slash parody of the video. And I guarantee you will have yourself a nice chuckle. I remember I watched it like four times whenever it came out and I was just cracking up. I feel like TikTok is one of those things that it ebbs and flows. Like you always stay up with the trends, but like it's very easy to like fall off or to miss a trend just due to like preferences and like what your for you page looks like. But I'm assuming Phil's on Doja Cat's for you page. It probably will end up on yours. So um, check out the original AO. It's like, AO, whoever sent you this, I want you to know we want to get the gang back together. No cap. Facts. No printer. Copy. No paste. Like, it's, it's honestly so annoying, but it's so funny. Um, so, yeah. Check that out. But today's episode, uh, you know, I've, I feel like we're all caught up. Life is good right now, you know. But today's topic is success and measures of success. And we're going to, you know, check out a little article here talking about what millionaires like the top 10 habits of millionaires because i feel like first we want to like define what our meaning of success is right so then we at least have a benchmark and i think benchmarking will be inclusive in the conversation about success and then secondly i'm curious and i thought this would be kind of a fun thing to talk about and you know we're gonna all learn something is there's this article on the making of a millionaire.com and it's called the top 10 habits of millionaires you need to know so i'm curious what i'm missing out on and if there's any habits that i already do so i want to talk through these and just see one is this millionaire behavior or is this behavior that we can do just you know your normal average joe and then two how can i implement these in my life because i want to be a millionaire right I feel like everyone has that desire at some point, one point or another. So with that being said, let's talk about this. So I feel like success is very hard to define. It is one of those things that everyone has a different measure of success. Like, I feel like we all want to quantify and categorize things and say that there's a universal measure of success. But I believe that success is definitely something that's really implicit and really personal and success for one person may not look the same as success for another and I think that's super interesting because think back to when you were in some type of school whether that's university or that's high school or that's middle whatever school and think about you know what you think a good grade is in school even though there's a standardized universal grading scale saying a is really good b is pretty good c is average d is below average you may think that a b is a good grade or you may think that an only an a only a's or maybe a c is a good grade depends upon the subject 
subjectivity, I think, is really the the core of defining su- success and realizing that there's a lot of subjectivity within it. A lot of people are comfortable with, you know, where they are and they don't strive for anything more. And there's nothing wrong with that. And they're not any less successful than you. There is, again, the objective measure of success. And however you want to objectively measure it, that is up to that's debatable pretty much it's like some people might say oh well your title defines your success or some people may say your salary defines your success or your material items defines your success or your happiness level defines your success again i think success is extremely personal and when you think about it there is kind of one thing that universally we do associate success with and that is money um but it's one of those things that, you know, I feel like people look at millionaires and they're like, oh, they're successful. But how are they successful? Like, what are you using as your basis to quantify that success? And that is the curiosity that I have. And that's why I wanted to look through this article. But in order to be successful, I think that you have to be fueled and like healthy and not healthy, but you have to be fueled and nourished. That's the word I was looking for. And I just want to actually hop into the recipe before I hop into this article. So the recipe, I feel like Justine Snack should be on this episode because she is the oat queen. But when I think of like the most important meal of the day. I always think of breakfast, even though I don't eat breakfast myself. I have this really bad habit of just like forgetting to eat until like 2 p.m. That is something that we're not going to discuss right now. But nonetheless, um, oatmeal is one of my favorite breakfasts whenever I do eat breakfast. And I want to kind of like teach you how to make this delicious berry oatmeal. I make this all the time. Uh, whenever I, I do make oatmeal, I actually eat a lot of oatmeal in the summer because I think I'm getting up earlier. I need a little bit more energy to keep me going. I'm more active. And during the winter, I'm not as active. So I don't usually eat breakfast. So let's talk about this berry oatmeal. It is so good. If you haven't heard my last, I, I think maybe it was last week's episode or the week before that where I talked about fruit, um, go see where berries ranks on that list and come back and let me know. But we're going to get started. The secret to this berry oatmeal and to being able to have it whenever you want, frozen berries. And I'm going to be really specific. I'm not going to tell you what store, but I am going to tell you like every store carries this one certain bag of frozen berries. And it's like a mixed berry. It's going to have like some blackberries, some blueberries, and some raspberries, and sometimes some strawberries. Like, whatever type of mix but the one berry i want to make sure that you have in there is at least blueberries that is the one berry that you're gonna need because it just i don't know it just adds a little je ne sais quoi i feel so français being french anyways we are going to cook our oatmeal however we want i like my oatmeal super simple i cook it on the stove you know i'm gonna cook it according to the box whether you're using steel cut oats or quick cook uh quick cook oats or um you know maybe like a hybrid i don't know i'm not the oat queen or the oat king i don't know the different varieties of oats but how are you are making your oats just follow the instructions i would say this is like a heartier oatmeal so like 
if you could avoid using the microwave like Quaker Oat packs that are already flavored because we're going to add so much flavor to it ourselves, that might be for the best. But, you know, boo-boo, you do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, if you live in a dorm and you only have a microwave, I'm not expecting you to go out and buy a hot plate and break your dorm room rules and potentially burn down your building. I expect you to follow the rules and don't blame me. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so two pots, one pot for your oatmeal, one pot for your berries. In your oatmeal pot, cook it according to the instructions. I like adding almond milk to my oats as they're cooking, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of uh, vanilla extract. And I used to buy this stevia extract from Trader Joe's. I don't currently have it. So you can use honey or you can use stevia or agave or date syrup or maple syrup. Um, You know, you just want to sweeten it a little bit. You're going to sweeten up your berries as well, but we'll get to that. So again, cook your oatmeal however you want. Um, Some people blend them up basically into oat flour and then add egg whites. Yes, Justine, I'm talking to you if you're listening to this. Um, And yeah, (laughs) that's, that's one of the beauties of oats is they're very, very uh, much a blank canvas, just waiting to be dressed up. Next, what you're going to do is you're going to get your berries, add the frozen berries to your um, other pan and add just some water, just a little bit. You're making like a little syrup and you're going to crush the berries as they go. The berries are also going to release water as well, but you just want the tiniest bit of water so then they'll burn whenever they first get in the pan. Let the berries, you know, start to melt, start to bubble. You're going to add in some maple syrup to that guy or gal, whatever gender your berries are. And then you're going to mix that up, add a little bit of cinnamon or a lot of bit of cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg, and you have this really good berry syrup. You're going to cook that for like, you know, 10 minutes or just look for a good berry consistency. I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. Um, And then what you're going to do is you're just going to combine I'm going to drizzle my crushed berries and my berry syrup all over my oatmeal. Then I'm going to add some like sliced almonds if I want to, or some like pecans or pistachios. I don't know, something for a little crunch. Um, And then I'm going to mix it up and the berries are going to like add a nice tart yet sweetness. Your oatmeal is perfect. Everything is perfect. Everything is great. And now you're ready to kickstart your day. And I love that for you. But getting back into the top 10 habits of millionaires that you need to know, let's talk about this. Do you think, and I just want you to take a second and think about this, do you think that there are objective habits that you can do that would make you a millionaire? There's 10 habits on this list. Arguably, if you implement 10 of these habits, maybe do you increase your chances of becoming a millionaire? I don't know. Probably not, but it is food for thought. I am just going to like, you know, I'm going to give you the highlights of this. I'm going to skip the fluff. There's a lot of fluff in these articles. Um, So we're going to, you know, just skip down to the top 10 habits. And this goes in descending order. So we're going to start with habit number 10. And habit number 10 is millionaires think long term. And essentially what they said is 
the author said that there's five different groups of people in society. There are the poor, very poor, middle. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Class, rich and the very rich. Very poor people think day to day, whereas poor people think week to week. The middle class think month to month, while the rich think year to year. Very rich people think decade to decade. I encourage you to sit back and think. How do you think about these things you need to do in life? Do you think day to day, month to month, or year to year? A lot of planning needs to be a part of your game plan if you want to be a millionaire. Millionaires think long term, not what is going on tomorrow. Where do you want to be 5, 10, 20 years down the road? Are you content with where you are today? millionaires think long term so i think let's digest that and let's um you know dissect that as well i think honestly there is a little bit of wealth privilege behind that number habit because they're saying oh poor people think day to day if you don't have enough money to get you to thursday or friday or saturday then what are you gonna do you have to think day to day and you have to think about what is coming up next i think thinking decade to decade even me like i work a decent job i get a decent salary and i have enough to sustain myself in my cozy little studio apartment um you know i go on trips i hang out with friends i go to restaurants don't get me wrong i'm not you know living paycheck to paycheck but for me, thinking decades to decades out or even like year to year, that's something that I feel like is interesting. We're not really, or at least I'm not currently wired to think like that. I'm thinking, oh yeah, a few months from now, I think I want to do this. But also when you're a millionaire, you probably have the funds set up that, you know, if you lost your job, you know that you're covered. If I lost my job, I would be promptly searching for another one. So I I think again, there's a little bit of wealth privilege that was associated with that question, with that habit. I do think, in some capacity, it does like it is true, and I understand where the author is coming from. But there are certain people who can't afford, quite literally, to think with that mindset. So, 
Habit number nine, millionaires talk about ideas. Millionaires spend much of their time talking about ideas rather than things or people. Middle class spend so much of their time talking about people and things rather than ideas. Big people talk about ideas. Average people talk about things and small people talk about other people. Millionaires think about ideas and make things happen. Sometimes to reach the next level, you need to change your mindset. I think that... This, again, I I don't like the way the author of this is presenting it in the sense that I, d- I understand where they were going. Like, the millionaires of the world, right? They do something either exceptionally well, like taking out the art population and by art population i mean like singers songwriters movie stars actors actresses all that population like the performative population and thinking about just not normal millionaires because that sounds so weird but you know millionaires who are either like ceos of companies or inventors or you know had an idea and then they sold it it's i see where this article is coming from in the sense of millionaires think about what else is out there but at the same time gossiping's fun i don't know i feel like also rich people gossip the most have y'all seen revenge with my girl emily van camp like rich people love to gossip everyone loves to gossip seeing that your life may be going better than someone else's you're never going to admit it out loud, but there's something satisfying about it. Or just hearing about someone else's struggles. Like, as much as we love to reward other people's hard work and achievements, y'all know that you're going to tune in whenever there's some juicy stuff about someone. When there's that juicy fact about your friend's family. Or whenever there's that juicy story about someone getting kicked out of their apartment. I don't know. I'm just making up scenarios. But... I would say calling people small because they talk about other people. It's natural. We we're taught like in a social learning environment, like we study other people. We study things like ideas. I understand why the conception could be millionaires are associated with ideology and like thinking forward or even thinking back. Like, you know, I can sit here and I can talk about Plato's allegory of the cave I could talk about existentialism, but would I much rather talk about that girl on TikTok getting that one guy's account like deleted? Absolutely. Not because existentialism or the the trolley um, dilemma or the fallacies of moral relativism is not interesting, but it's just not as current. I don't know. I wonder what you all think. Habit number eight. Millionaires embrace change. As many of us are going through the coronavirus, you are probably experiencing some change in your everyday routine. People like positive change, but the virus is creating a lot of negative change. The middle class tends to assume most of the changes are negative. Millionaires assume all change positive and negative benefits them. Learning to deal with change is a must for millionaires. They embrace change because they know it brings opportunity for growth. Insecure people don't like change. Confident people welcome change. Confidence is acquired through hard work and preparation. A long time working on oneself creates confidence in a person. So it sounds like that point 
it started with saying that millionaires embrace change and then it's saying that confident people embrace change so is being a millionaire and being confident mutually exclusive do you need one to have the other i doubt it um i may not seem like it or i may seem like it but my confidence levels they they spike and fall throughout the day don't get me wrong just like anyone else but the silver lining behind that is i think anyone can embrace change and even embracing positive change like that's still a step in the right direction so i don't know this article is very interesting. Also, full disclosure, I did not read this article before going into this. I wanted it to be fresh, like, you know, like a Pat Lafrida Wagyu steak fresh for both of us. Habit number seven, millionaires take calculated risks. The middle class is trapped in the rat race working from paycheck to paycheck because they don't take risks. This is not being blindly taking a risk, but mil- millionaires take a calculated risk. Taking a risk brings fear whether you are in the middle class or a millionaire. A millionaire educates themselves before taking a risk to overcome their fear. A millionaire takes a risk and understands the consequences if you fail. I think that it's easier for millionaires to take a risk. And again, there is... I don't know if anyone else feels the same, but I definitely feel like there's a sense of wealth privilege behind this where there's, it's so easy to say, oh yeah, you just have to change your mindset. But it's like, there are so many circumstances. And again, talking back to the initial conversation of success, success is subjective. Not everyone wants to be a millionaire. And I don't think people understand that. Everyone would like financial freedom, I imagine. I can't think of a single person who wouldn't, but a million dollars isn't exactly always the benchmark for financial freedom. So I'm going to kind of just breeze past that into habit number six, which is millionaires continually learn and grow. One of the most successful there are Warren Buffett reads approximately 500 pages a day. Bill Gates reads 50 books in one year. Both men are in the Forbes list of richest people year after year. Books are not expensive and contain a lot of valuable information. I'm not referring to the latest romance novel either. There are hundreds of autobiographies of the wealthy finance, investing, and business books available. Saying that Warren Buffett and Bill Gates read all these pages and all these books is the same exact notion of saying you have the same 24 hours in the day as Beyonce. We don't. We don't have the same time as these people who already have this built up. Admittedly, they didn't build their wealth overnight. It took time, but talking about their current habits and trying to compare them to someone who isn't at their level's habits, I'm sorry, I, I can't get behind this. <laughs> Ooh, and, and eat the rich sometimes, you know? Habit number five, millionaires work for profits. Now, this is, a, at face value, this habit makes sense. So let's let's read a little bit more into this. People work for wages while millionaires work for profits. A person who works for wages has enough to live on, and it is hard to become financially free. Millionaires understand that this, so they work for profits. Profits are the result of buying something and selling it for a higher price. Many millionaires are in the business of sales. It's estimated that 90% of people who make an income over 100000 are in sales. All of Keith's millionaires, oh, Keith is, I guess, the author, work for profits, not wages. I feel like, again... Wealth privilege. I, I don't even want to dissect this one. That one makes me mad. You know what? I want to dissect. I want to dissect a cocktail. And I'm 
going to transition just so then these last four habits don't make me punch a hole through my computer. Um, Let's talk about habit. If you want to be successful, if you want to be, you know, nourished, you're going to want something that's hydrating. You're going to want something that's delicious. So that's why I'm making this take on a pina colada. So what you're going to do, get like three, four ounces of coconut water. I'm using pineapple flavored coconut water by Vita Coco. You can use whatever type of coconut water you have. I know you have some left in your fridge from making nature cereal. I see you. That is where I got inspiration for this recipe. If you made nature cereal and you have coconut water in your fridge, you have coconut water for this recipe. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take an ounce or two of pineapple juice for some sweetness. And then you're going to take some Malibu. This is a strong drink. We're going to go two ounces of Malibu. So two ounces of Malibu, one to two ounces of pineapple juice, and two to three ounces of coconut water. Throw that all in a shaker and shake it up. Or you could throw all that in the blender and have like a nice little slush. I like mine shaken, not blended, because then the ice crystals get a little weird and wonky sometimes. You know what? Don't don't call me out on this. Just just trust me. You're going to shake it. You're going to strain it. You're going to top it with a little cocktail umbrella, and you're going to be bougie. You can add this to a martini glass. You can add this to a wine glass. Glassware, make it fancy. You're on your way to becoming a millionaire, apparently, if you have all this wealth privilege that you can already act upon. And that's the cocktail. I know that was super quick, but honestly, if you're a millionaire, time is money. Time is money. Habit number four, millionaires must believe that they must be generous. Um, Yeah, I'm going to just skip past that. I'm not even reading the, <laughs> the little under thing. Millionaires have multiple sources of income. This is one thing I will agree with and reson- that resonates with me. Whether it's active or passive income, I do think multiple sources of income is one of the best ways to build wealth and to build um you know your bank account so it's like one of those things that there's almost a unspoken sense of pride it's like oh i've worked so hard for my degree you know and this is contingent of you know you having this mindset but some people are like i work so hard for my degree i only want to work in a job that will provide me a life within this degree but baby if you want to get a job at duncan part-time get a job at duncan part-time ain't nobody gonna fault you for it I'm just saying. Um, Habit number two, millionaires focus on increasing their net worth. Net worth is a really important concept, but I don't feel that I should be talking about it, so I'm not going to, but that's habit number two, and I guess I get it. And then habit number one, millionaires ask themselves empowering questions. Okay. Let's see what empowering questions do they ask themselves. And then let's end this episode because I'm I'm getting heated. <laughs> this is this is just stinks of wealth privilege. And this is coming from someone who is comfortable, who, you know, grew up in a comfortable lifestyle as well. Um and there's definitely a lot of times where articles can be tone deaf, and I think Unfortunately, the one that I chose was a little tone deaf, but some of the empowering questions that millionaires ask themselves, what kind of person do I want to be? You don't have to be a millionaire to ask yourself that. Why do I want to be that kind of person? How can I become that kind of person? What do I want to do? Why do I want to do it? How can I do it? What do I want to have? Why do I want to have it? How can I create it? Yeah, I think these are questions that we just ask ourselves in general. Um, And it's not millionaire exclusive. And with that... I am going to 
go because I have some things I have to get ready for this weekend. And again, if you don't follow me on Instagram at Mileski, M-I-L-E-S-K-E-E, make sure you give me a follow. It's going to be a really fun weekend on there as well as on TikTok. I'm so happy that you stuck around with me for another episode. I'm so sorry that I'm ending it kind of quickly and, you know, but I think we all can attest, like, if you're reading this article as well, I think you would have pretty much the same reaction as me. And if you're already a millionaire, my DMs are open. Yes. (laughs) Anyways, I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for hanging out with me, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Hope you had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Because this podcast is new. We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud. My name is Miles. That's all for now.